It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on match day two of the new league season. Rangers are looking for their first league win of the campaign as Livingston come to Ibrox. Ross County, St Johnston and St Mirren Dundee make up the Saturday picture in the top flight with big games across the divisions and three games to come tomorrow including Celtic's trip to Aberdeen. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me you have Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. All eyes on Michael Beale today He's now being regularly and routinely challenged on every aspect of his management at Ibrox Sidings, tactics, attitude There's absolutely no margin for error against Livingston And certainly not after last Saturday's defeat at Kilmarnock Servette, they can wait, there's work to be done today Elsewhere, St Mirren could go top of the table if they beat Dundee and Paisley and St Johnston will stay bottom if they lose against Ross County. Three home wins coming up. Trust me, I'm an expert. Yeah, looking forward to today. All eyes on the West Coast, of course. Firstly at Ibrox where Rangers face Livy. But St Mirren, like you says, a surprise package last week going to Easter Road and getting a great result. Can they follow that up with another win to take them top of the table? And up in the Highlands, St Johnston, can they get their season up and running or will Ross County who we saw glimpses of last week pull out an impressive performance and get three points and down the divisions Gordon a lot of interesting fixtures to come yeah as the guys said their short Premier League card this afternoon Gordon but plenty of excitement plenty of important games obviously with the new season just starting playing for points as Mark quite rightly points out a lot of good games in the championship this afternoon goals galore You've heard it here first. I still love the new season novelty factor, Hugh. It takes a good few weeks for that to yep. wear off. We're still learning about each other, not us four, unfortunately. I know you inside out, which is a worrying place to be. Yeah. But new players, new teams, new management, new formations, trying to establish the way things are going to pan out over the next 10 months or so. On the subject of new players, Michael Beale says his new players need time to gel. The supporters say, well, Kilmarnock had lots of new players last Saturday and they didn't need time to jail. They beat Rangers. So, it's all about hitting the ground running. Rangers have yet to do so, either in Europe or domestically speaking. So that's why I say all eyes on Michael Beale today. Yeah, it might be a new season novelty factor for me, Mark Wilson, but that doesn't exist in the, the harsh realities of Scottish football, whether it is top, middle or bottom of the table. The three points at the start of the season are worth the exact same as three points at the end. Exactly. Absolutely crucial. And not just for our big clubs, but further down the table, or what we expect to be further down the table. You look at Ross County St. Johnson today. How important is that for both teams to get their season up and running? But like Hugh says, for Michael Beale, he's saying his players need time to gel. Today is a day for no excuses for the Rangers manager and Rangers squad. If they can't get the job done today against Livy, there are serious problems getting into the midweek fixture. Well, strap yourselves in because one thing Saturday afternoons in Scottish football always deliver is drama. So let's go around the grounds and start getting some team news. Let's start at Ibrox Rangers against Livingston and Andrew McLean is there. 
Yeah, well, it has been quite the week for Rangers and Michael Beale, hasn't it? And it maybe showed a bit in his pre-match press conference yesterday. He wasn't in the mood for opening up too much, and you get the feeling that he just wants his team to go out and do their talking on the pitch. One thing they definitely need to do today is get all three points, because anything other than that really is unthinkable as a follow-up to that opening day Premiership defeat to Kilmarnock. Certainly, the first 20 minutes or so were better against Servette during the week, but still plenty of improvements needed, and the fans certainly know that as well. A lot of that, you think, does hinge on how quickly the various new signings can get used to their surroundings and their teammates as well so we'll see how that does today as for Livingston well David Martindale he's made no secret really has he of their small budget coming into this campaign they have looked a bit different stylistically in the early parts of this season as well they played a bit more football last season than I think people gave them credit for but Coming into this season, they have looked in the early stages certainly pretty direct so far. You'll expect that will probably continue today and they'll be well drilled and disciplined here at Ibrooks. As for the team news, two changes for Rangers. Out go Connor Goldson and Ryan Jack. They both drop out the squad completely. The official line from Rangers is that they're just being rested. So there is a busy schedule at the moment. In come Leon Balligan and it's a first start as uh, for Jose Sifuentes, as Michael Beale uh, told us yesterday in his pre-match press conference. So it will be Jack Butland in goal for Rangers. The back four, James Tavernier, John Suter, Leon Balligan and Borna Barisic. It'll be a midfield three of Nicholas Raskin, Jose Sifuentes and Todd Cantwell. Sam Lammers will be the man in behind the two number nines. Danilo and Cyril Dessers. The substitutes McCrory, Lundstrom, Hadji, Matondo, Sima, Dowell, Sterling, Ruth and King for Livingston. It's one change for them. Guthrie drops out and it's Stephen Kelly who comes into the starting lineup. So it's Shamal George in goal for them. The back five, Jamie Brandon, Louis De Lucas, Ayo Obelai, Mikey Devlin and Christian Montano. It's then four in midfield, Andrew Shinney, Jason Holt, Mosangari and Stephen Kelly, and the man up top will be Joel Nubley. The substitutes, Hamilton, Nottingham, Mackay, Leddingham, Guthrie, Penrice, Bradley, Parks and Boys. What did I say? New season, new players, familiarising ourselves with new names and profiles. Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel, uh, Jose Cifuentes. No surprise, because Michael Beale told everyone yesterday he was going to get his full debut for Rangers, and indeed that is the case. Looking forward to him. Uh, come on as a sub the other night there, I thought he looked... Neat and tidy in the ball, Gordon Very hard to judge Obviously early days I'm sure every Rangers fan going along Will be looking forward to see what he's going to bring to the party um, Yeah, obviously Golson out um, Is still a strong Rangers side I expect Livingston to make it difficult Because that, that's what they do They'll go along, they'll be well disciplined They'll sit in, they'll try and make it very hard for Rangers to break them down But I think Rangers will get a convincing results after them. And Mark Wilson, all the talk this week, as Hugh alluded to earlier, has been about when players must gel by and how quickly it takes and how many is too many players to gel at once. Michael Beale's clearly sticking with that front three and, and doing the obvious thing of getting them game time to yeah, get them up yeah. to speed. You've got to give them time. There's no doubt about it in a competitive environment and that's the only way they're going to get better. That's the only way they're going to understand each other's games. I was listening to Kenny Miller the other night when he was chatting about was it Raskin and was it Dessers or Daniel that seemed to be a wee bit off unsure when to make the run when to give the passes but they're all on the same team today so the more they play together the more understanding they get the better they get that's the idea behind Michael Beale sticking with that front three. and Hugh the great thing about this show is we don't need to bother ourselves with the cliches of one game at a time Servette is around the corner yep. it is massive and every Rangers fan listening will hope that Goldson and Jack are indeed just rested and will be absolutely fine for midweek I don't think there's any problem you know Balogun is a much respected player 
in terms of the Rangers fans Sifuentes uh, is going to be a big player for Rangers so th- what has happened today with regard to the changes is neither here nor there the problem for Rangers they made a rod for their own back by losing at Kilmarnock it, it created a mindset among the supporters that all was not well there were too many new players they're taking too long to gel and that carried over into the Servette game on Thursday night the other problem you have is it's Glasgow there is no time it doesn't matter if he'd signed two players or 22 players no time mm. you have to do it straight away and the shock waves that followed the defeat at Kilmarnock are following Rangers around as Gordon DL said they need a convincing win today against a Livy side who have no option other than to defend for their lives Joel Newblay will be in Kinning Park the rest of the Livingston team will be about Cessnock and that's the, the kind of afternoon you're going to have at, at, at Ibrox. It's up to Rangers to break them down. Insert jokes about tubes here and yes. then we'll move on. <laughs> uh, Gordon DL, amongst the many complaints that you sometimes hear from Rangers fans, a common one is about the profile of the midfielders. Fans who phone this show and tweet are always saying home games against Livingston or St Johnston or St Mirren. Do we need two defensive midfielders? Do we need Ryan Jack? Do we need John Lundstrom? Well, today, through... Part choice, part circumstance with Ryan Jack. That's a, does that seem to you a bit more of a handbrake off type midfield? Yeah, very uh, forward thinking side, you've got to say this afternoon. It's important that the middle of the park gets you goals. If you get success, you can't just depend on your forwards. Modern day game, the middle of the park's got to chip in with goals, double figures, 10 goals at least. Um, they've got a very attacking lineup. The width will come from the two fullbacks, as we know. Uh, they play very narrow. The three up front, as Mark quite rightly pointed out, the only way you get better is the understanding. The understanding comes from playing games with each other. It's a great opportunity. It's at Ibrox. You're against Livingston. Probably couldn't have picked a, a, a better choice after Kamarnock game. The disappointment of that. Rangers fans are expecting goals this afternoon expecting a win. It is a massive game already in the season, no doubt about it, but it's not the only show in town. Far from it, just along the road at St Mirren against Dundee, David Friel has an eye on that one. Yeah, Gordon, just two games in. People are talking about St Mirren going top of the table tonight. They could obviously win one at Hibs last week, so going for a perfect record again today. It's a fascinating game, and I think, could be wrong, but I think a lot of focus will be in one man. Dundee's debutant keeper, Trevor Carson. He was a fan's favourite at St Mirren last year, a driving force behind a top six finish. But things then changed in the summer, all ended a bit abruptly for Carson and Stephen Robinson, the certain manager. They'd obviously worked together at Motherwell and Morecambe as well. Stephen Robinson said the keeper informed him he didn't want to play for the club again. He eventually moved to Dundee for a six-figure fee. I remember being at a Scottish Cup tie here in January. Dundee against St Mirren. It was an all-nil draw, but Trevor Carson said every single Dundee penalty in the shootout. He was hailed as a hero that day. I'm not surprised Dundee then came in for him, paid a six-figure fee. And just eight months later from that game, he's back in Paisley making his... Dundee debut in one of those strange Scottish football stories but we do love it Joe Shaughnessy's also back to face St Mirren after leaving and I think this one might have a bit of spice to it as I said both had decent results last week Dundee drawn with Motherwell and their return to the Premiership St Mirren winning 3-2 at Easter Road there's a family fun day going on outside St Mirren Park just now the sun's out at the moment there's bouncy castles there's all sorts going on 
Stephen Robinson, there's going to be a good crowd. He's asked that they don't boo Joe Shaughnessy, they don't boo Trevor Carson, but we'll see how that goes. Real blow for St Mirren pre-match. Mark O'Hara, obviously friend of the show, he's been ruled out through injury. It looks like he might be out for a couple of weeks. He doesn't even make the bench today. Marcus Fraser will stand in as captain. Caelan Boyd-Munz comes into the place. Mark O'Hara and Mikel Mandron, who pulled out of the Hibs game just late on, he returns after a late injury last week. Dundee have lost Antonio Portales to injury. Josh Mulligan replaces him. We've got three teams. St Mirren looks like a three... 4-2-1 formations that came in goals Marcus Fraser Alec Gogic and Richard Taylor at the back Ryan Strain Caelan Boyd-Munz Keanu Bacchus and Scott Tanzer in midfield with Greg Kilty and Conor McMenamin in behind Mikel Mandron Subsourcing Mirminski Bolton Dunn Kenny Flynn Olisanya Jameson Grieve and Namani As for Dundee Trevor Carson in goals as I said Jordan McGee is going to step back into the back three Joe Shaughnessy and Lee Ashcroft Luke McCown Lyle Cameron Malachi Boateng Lee Ashcroft and on Beck, Zach Robinson and Amadou Bakayoko up front. The subs for Dundee are Legsdens, Kerr, Tiffany, Pineda, Robertson, Rudden, Graham, Anderson and McCracken. The referee is Colin Stephen and the VAR is Nick Walsh. No Mark O'Hara for St Mirren, that's bound to be a big blow. Could send you along there, your eyes lit up when you heard of the bouncy castle outside. <laughs> yeah, Family I, I, fun well, day I, at St Mirren. I watched St Mirren last week, last um, Sunday in the capital. I was very impressed. They're at home today But let me just say Mark O'Hara will be a big miss How is it on the rare occasion That he takes himself out To a football match And then references it 43 yeah. times yeah. Over the next yeah. week Just I'm to let everyone know I'm going tomorrow as well Just to let everybody know Tordry? I'm going to Fir Park yeah, you, you, you referenced the bouncy castle But what about the face painter How would you like to see The face painter deal With Gordon's <laughs> Duke of Montrose He'll need a roller For that nose <laughs> It's a bad day When he's actually The first part of the show Is usually A bit more serious And then we, we relax But anyway Let's go a bit further A field Ross County are at home Dave Galloway is there Take it away Dave Thank you, Gordon. Well, Ross County can be fairly pleased with their start to the season, progressing from the League Cup group stage and starting off in the Premiership with a decent performance despite defeat at Celtic Park. They've scored 15 goals in five competitive matches so far. The same, though, can't be said of St Johnson failing to reach the League Cup's last 16 and suffering a 4-0 humiliation at home to Stirling Albion. They did show one or two signs of improvement against Hearts last weekend, but another loss for them. And it's an injury nightmare for boss Stephen McLean, who says it's the worst he's known. And as I'm about to tell you in a moment, it's got even worse. Both sides keen to get points on the board and get things up and running in the top flight. To the teams then, and Ross County, just the one change for them. New signing, uh, Ryan Leake, goes straight into the side, out drops Will Nightingale. So it's Ross Laidlaw in goals, a back three of Ryan Leake, Jack Baldwin and George Harmon. Across the middle, James Brown, Connor Randall, Victor Latouri and Jan Danda, with Josh Sims behind Simon Murray and Jordan White in attack. These subs for County, Monroe, Turner, Sheaf. Henderson, Tilson, Samuel, Brophy, Smith and Reid. A couple of changes for St Johnson. In come Andy Considine and Matt Smith. Out drops Tony Gallagher who is injured. Apparently it's a neck injury he has sustained. So that's 10 injuries uh, for Stephen McLean to deal with. And also out is uh, Dre Wright. So it's Dimitar uh, Mitoff in goals. Looks like a back four of Dari Olufunwa, Sam McClelland, Liam Gordon and Andy Considine. Ryan McGowan and Dan Phillips sitting in front. Then it's Matt Smith, Cammy Ballantyne and Graham Carey 
with Stevie May leading the line. I mentioned uh, the injuries, just seven substitutes for uh, the visitors today. It's uh, Richards, Kucheriavi, Jeffcott, Ferguson, Parker, Stephen and McChrystal. The referee today is Willie Collum and on VAR is John Beaton. New season, Dave Galloway, but the listening public want to know, did you go for your obligatory pre-match trip to Wimpy and Dingwall? I am delighted to tell our listeners that indeed I did. I devoured a bacon and blue cheeseburger meal and a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> I love it. He always goes diet because he's looking after his health. Dave Galloway. Compensates it, doesn't it? I'm Three wimpies left in Scotland, and Dave Galloway is the most committed member of the Dingwall Club. I would give anything for Gordon Ramsay to meet Dave one day and well, discuss food. A meeting of minds, I am sure. Okay, let's dip into the championship. It's not always ideal when the top flight fixtures are spread across a couple of days, but I'm all for it because it gives us the chance to dip into the championship. Two really good fixtures. Dundee United against them. Fairland, Fraser Wishart. Yeah, no wimpies for me, Gordon. I'm looking after my ageing body, but I'm looking forward to this game and seeing how United are after that relegation and the trauma of that last season. The perfect start last weekend. 4-0 win at a broth which is very tricky and of course they're everybody's favourites for the title and rightly so given their squad and budget but today's opponents in Fairland having tip of some as dark horses in the championship and I think today they'll be pretty difficult to beat it's easy to forget the size of club in Fairland are those of us that are old enough to remember them and their pomp they know that they have a really strong fan base if the team does well and almost 5,500 at, at home to Airdrie last week shows that they get a good team on the park. The public will come out and watch them. Jim Goodwin knows his team have to go off to a good start this season. Favourite tag can sometimes weigh heavily. Experienced players around his squad like Declan Gallagher, Scott McMahon, Craig Sibbald and Louis Moult up front should be able to handle that. But it's quite often very difficult at home, especially if you don't start your games well. The crowd can sometimes get on their back. But James McPeak, of course, excellent team manager. He'll expect a warm reception. Today added Celtic youngster Ben Summers on loan. Great chance for the young lad to progress his career, the young midfield player. And like United, he's got some experience in his squad. Guys like Kyle Benedictus. Joe Chalmers, Craig White and Michael Halloran all know their way around the championship but he's had his injury problems Dave talking about only seven subs for St Johnson only five for Dunfermline today including young summer so I think James McPake will be looking to add to his squad before the close of the window his main aim today I think will be to make it difficult for United and use the pace of a Halloran and Whiten on the break for United they've got they uh, only made one change and it was forced that was Ross Doherty the skipper is injured and Kieran Freeman comes in to this team it's 4-2-3-1 Jack Walton in goals Kieran Freeman Declan Galker Kevin Holt and Scott McMahon at the back two in midfield Liam Grimshaw and Craig Sibbald with Glenn Middleton Tony Watt and Matthew Annim Kujo behind Louis Moult up front their subs Jack Newman Ollie Denham Ross Graham Logan Chalmers Archie Meekinson Kai Fotheringham Declan Glass Flynn Duffy and Rory McLeod there's three changes for Dunfermline Andrew Todd drops to the bench Lewis McCann's out injured and Gary Breen is suspended after a red card last week in come O'Halloran Allen and Hamilton they go with a 3-5-2 formation Harry Sharp in goals back three Chris Hamilton Kyle Benedictus and Sam Fisher five across the middle Aaron Comrie Paul Allen Ewan Otu Joe Chalmers and Josh Edwards with Craig Whiten and Michael O'Halloran as the strikers five subs I say Max Little Ben Summers Miller Fenton Taylor Sutherland and Andrew Todd and the referee today at Tannadice with no VAR is Ewan Anderson that's why we sent you you hate VAR so we <laughs> put you to the right place and there will be no technology this was I was going to say no technology in Airdrie I wasn't a slight on the, the wonderful people of Airdrie I meant in a footballing sense Roger Hanna is there and Partick Thistle are as well 
Well, I'm just glad there's any technology, even the electricity on the go, Gordon, because we have just had a biblical downpour. I know Fraser experienced dreadful rain in Perth last week and Dave up at Dundee, but it was teeming down for a while there. Fortunately, it's gone off. There's still no sign of the home team even coming out to brave the elements and warm up for us, but we're looking forward to it. He had the only perfect record, you'll remember, in the Viaplay Cup group stages. That landed them a plum home tie against Ross County here next Saturday. But Rhys McCabe's side did lose on the return to the Championship last week, and down 2-1 at the other newly promoted side in Fermland. McCabe's made seven signings in the summer, but only two start today, including young Dean McMaster signed from St Mirren, who's coming in for a first league starting place of Charlie Telford. They've also got their first choice goalkeeper back, Josh Ray. He missed out last week through injury and it forced McCabe to go and get young Celtic keeper Josh Clark in an emergency loan deal. But Ray is back between the sticks this afternoon. So we're line up with Josh Ray and goals are back four. Craig Watson, Callum Fordyce, Aaron Taylor, Sinclair and Cammy Ballantyne. Midfield, Rhys McCabe, Adam Frizzell, Dean McMaster and up top Josh O'Connor the other summer signing on loan from Hibs son of Gary he's up top with Callum Gallagher and Lewis McGregor on the bench Hutton Hancock Deveni Aiken, Dunlop, Telfer, McGill, Spalding and Fellows. The last for the Jags, they blew a 2-0 lead in the closing minutes and were held 2-2 at home by Wraith to a lot of disappointment around Farhill seven days ago. But they also impressed Navaya play cup groups and they're through to take on Hearts at Tynecastle the week tomorrow. They've also won in the last four visits here with the manager, Chris Doolan, playing in three of those games and scoring in two of them. In fact, Airdrie's last win over the Jags here at home was way back in April 2010 when Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly was in the Jags lineup. Dolan, he's made nine sennies, but again, only two start today. There's five more on the bench, including Wes McDonald, the winger from Hartlepool, and Kieran Nguenya, the young left-back from Aberdeen who were just signed in the last 48 hours. One change from that race draw, Kerr McEnroy is out injured. James Lyon comes into the midfield. So it's David Mitchell in goal, the back fours, Jack McMillan, Aaron Muirhead, Wazeri Williams, and Harry Milne. Across the middle, Ben Williamson, Stuart Bannigan, and James Lyon. And up top, Stephen Lawless, Brian Graham, the skipper, and Aidan Fitzpatrick. On the bench, Sneddon, Nielsen, and Dowds, Nguenya, Alston and McDonald, Stanway, Stevenson and Adeloy. Just like Fraser the Tannadice, we do not have VAR here in the Championship, but we do have a referee and it's Craig Napier. That's you all set up for a fantastic Saturday afternoon. I like the sound of all those team lines from across the Premiership and Championship. We'll take a look back at some of the week's biggest talking points next. Action as it happens. From five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Saturday afternoon, three o'clock approaching, and association football to get your teeth stuck into. Where else would you rather be? Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, and Gordon Diel are in the studio. We've got the top team around the grounds who've already given you team news uh, from the three Premiership games and our two featured Championship games as well. So lots to look forward to. At this stage on a Saturday, we quite often take a quick look. It's some of the week's biggest talking points uh, And I suppose Europe would have to be this week's biggest uh, Focus, Roger Hanna and, and I guess in a wider sense It all feeds into this Big question from the early part of the season Where are Rangers at at the moment? Um, well, they're not in a great place I have to say The defeat at Kilmarnock last Saturday was Lamentable so to come back and get any kind of win against Servette on Wednesday night was a, a decent result. Um, I think people are disappointed. They went 2-0 up after a quarter of an hour, Gordon. It looked as if they were going to steamroll the Swiss, and they didn't. Um, it's perhaps a missed opportunity to completely put the tie to bed, but I didn't really see anything in Servette that would terrify you for the trip to Switzerland on Tuesday night. Rangers should get through, but having watched PSV Eindhoven the night before, I think a playoff round 
the way Rangers are playing just now would maybe be a step too far. They will have to considerably up their game if they're to tackle PSV Eindhoven. And do you detect almost a, a, a slight, not tetchiness maybe is the wrong word, but Michael Beale almost acknowledging that you don't get much time here, but just trying to point out that every you know his quote yesterday, everyone was fed up with the, the squad last season, so we've brought new players in and now we need to support them and give them a chance. Well, listen, Hugh started the first Saturday show of the season seven days ago with his favourite phrase, a draw is a disaster, a defeat is a catastrophe. Michael Beale suffered the Scottish Premiership's version of a catastrophe last Saturday night. His back is already against the wall, and I think you can see it just in his mannerisms at the press conference. Everyone else knows that you know he's under the microscope at the minute. So Michael Beale will know he's under the microscope at the minute, he will know that nothing short of a comfortable win against Livingston this afternoon will slightly ease that pressure. But if they huff and if they puff and if the supporters who are unhappy at the start of the season, if they detect that the performance is beneath the standards they expect from a Rangers team, then the pressure will only intensify. Of course, the transfer window is not done yet Fraser Wisher as you well know and I was interested to see Michael Beale talking about potentially looking for a Ryan Kent type of player and that might be something that they, they look at next I suppose what's maybe interesting for some people there is Ryan Kent left a while ago and Rangers knew he was leaving so it'd be interesting to hear a bit more from Michael Beale as to whether that's a, a new realisation that that is something that they, they want to go back and look at or whether they've known it all along but just haven't managed to address it yet yeah and also whether his board will back him to get that new player that Ryan Kent who don't come cheaply I remember Kent was something like 6 or 7 million pounds if I remember correctly um, and, and he was a kind of player who could play in the, the inside is the way that Rangers are playing just now with virtually three centre forwards Lammers, Dessers, Danilo but could also go wide and create something so that, that does give a, an extra dimension to it you know. and it might be that Rangers have to get a few players out before they can get anybody else in but uh, they certainly didn't have that spark up front and as I said earlier that Lammers, Dessers, Danilo all look like number nines and playing three of them there they're quite narrow I can see why he's talking about Ryan Kent who can maybe shift wide and go and take people on because they just didn't have that in their, in, in their armoury and yeah all the, all the Chabot players taking time to settle down there's only those three plus Jack Button and goals who didn't really have anything to do that were new players the rest of them were all here last season as well so it's, it's just that attacking spark but Roger did say with the three, two up sorry after 15 minutes Lammers missed an absolute sitter and should have been three up different game at that point if, if, if they scored that goal and they, did, they didn't and they gave Servette that chance to come back into the game I'm a wee bit concerned about Servette because I think they've got a number of players coming back you know, from injuries and maybe one suspended as well so they'll be a bit stronger as well so Rangers are going to have to start this game on, on Tuesday night very very well but I can understand why and every manager says I always need one more player just one more that's what Jim and tell me manager, uh, manager Brilliant say I just need one more it's always a number nine it's always a Ryan Kane it's always just that one star player but uh, he's been backed well so far, you know, uh, Michael Bailey. He can't complain that backing his hands from the board this this close season. And everyone always says it, and we almost laugh at ourselves. Oh, what are we like? You don't get much time in Glasgow. And it's one of these phrases that that comes about. But the level of, and I'm not even talking about outside here, media or whatever. I'm I'm looking at social media. I'm looking at some Rangers fans. Is is there too much negativity this early in the season? Yeah, I think there is. I think there is. I, mean, I, I think the Kilmarnock result was, was unacceptable performance as much as anything. You know, you, it was always going to be a tricky game going down there with some new players in it there as well. And Den McInnes, I think, has got a decent squad. There, the pitch isn't great for just for good football. You've got to go and battle your way through it. Uh, but that was a poor, poor result and a poor performance. I, I wasn't so critical during the week. I don't think there's things that were missing in the, in the Rangers team 
they say a bit of sharpness there was a bit of pace every, every sort of former player that I've spoken to since since the game has always talked about the pace in the team as well you know and I think the setup just wasn't quite right perhaps that's just the sharpness for the players who are not quite up to up to speed but it wasn't the worst performance against Servette they got a 2-1 lead to take over it'll be tricky I still think they'll get through but they're going to have to defend uh, really really well but it's just the way it is the way it is I think with Celtic being so strong in the last few years and hardly dropping any points hardly losing any games a defeat is an absolute disaster and the Rangers fans are not happy with the start of the team so far can't believe your phrase is catching on yeah I, I told you but you know perspective is a swear word in Glasgow but if you have a sense of perspective Fraser's right Rangers 1-2-1 the Servette goalkeeper has had two magnificent out of this world saves and Rangers have missed the sitter of the season into the bargain I think if Rangers go to Geneva on Tuesday and score first they will surely have enough about them my fear for them is that they won't beat PSV. I, I, I don't mm. think at the moment they're in a place that would allow you to say they will beat a PSV Eindhoven side described by the manager of Sturmgratz after he had lost 4-1 to them as the best team he had ever come up against in his time as manager. And is this where the the transfer window meets the European qualifiers, Gordon? Because if there is a Ryan Kent type that mm. Michael Beale's looking for, until such times as you know whether you're in the Champions League or not, you don't maybe know how much money's coming in. Managers always say, no, you know, it's fine. We don't budget for it anyway, and it's all. But it would obviously be nice to have that extra option. Yeah, I, I think there's one part of the jigsaw missing. Whether it's a Ryan Kent, as Fraser quite rightly pointed out, there, these guys don't come cheaply. They're a lot of money. It's pace for me, Gordon. I look at this side. I think this side will be okay. I think it will gel. I think they will win next week uh, I think they will qualify for the next round um, yes they missed a big trick but as I said on Thursday and I'll rephrase it it's not harder to play it's harder to break down 10 men because these yeah, he's, he's, you ha- you happy with that you happy with that mm-hmm. these, they, this team are very good at it They've, they know how to play that system the minute they get down to 10 they just make sure but I think that Rangers, looking at the team, I think there's good balance, I think they're good players, there are goals in the team. The one thing I look at this Rangers team, for me, is missing is that bursty pace that's going to mm. kill teams in the back. Well, not everyone loved them, but it was the week fashion Sakala left as well, and you might find that this sort of season uh, week recap that we do on a Saturday for the first few weeks of the season tends to focus on transfers as well. It was the week that Carl Starfelt left Celtic, David Friel. Yeah, it was, and I think Celtic are going to move pretty quickly to replace him and Gustav Lagerdale. Gordon, um, Carl Starfelt, I know he wasn't everyone's cup of tea. Actually, rated him as a player. He wasn't easy on the eye. You know, his passing wasn't great at times. I was certainly a mistake in him, but I think if you ask the Celtic players and coaches, I think they thought the world of him. Pacey, won his duels pretty reliable in terms of one-on-one so I think Celtic will miss him but obviously they've already brought in Mike Navrotsky and it looks like Gustav Lagerdell could be next it looks like he's coming in for a medical in the next couple of days so Celtic moving quickly but I do think Carl Starfield will, will be a miss There seems to be there was a bit of a debate last night on Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller described Celtic's transfer business as underwhelming a Celtic fan took exception to that and, and came on to outline the positives how would you assess it so far David and what do you think is still to come I think Gordon I think Celtic spent a lot of money still you know Lagerbiel will be what the 5th or 6th signing probably spent the guts of 16 million I think what's 
sort of changed everything as a Jota money because if you're getting 25 million pounds in on top of Celtic posting financial results and you've got guaranteed Champions League money I think everybody just assumed that Celtic would go and start spending 10 million 8 million pounds on individual players I'm not sure that's going to happen but what I will say is Celtic still have business to do I can imagine Brendan Rodgers will at least add another three players I think you need to look at European qualifiers I'm sure Celtic are looking players who are still involved for their clubs I think you also need to look at EPL squad lists obviously clubs down south have to put out 25 player squads at some point in the next couple of weeks players are going to become available Celtic have always got an interest in Tommy Doyle at Man City James McAtee at Man City I could see the goalkeeping situation potentially being looked at obviously Joe Hart being a really good servant for Celtic he is creaking a wee bit so I could look at I could see that coming into play but I don't think Brendan Rodgers is finished and I do imagine that maybe two or three come in of a, a different status shall I say I think there's been a few projects signed obviously Navrotsky and Lagerbielk will come in to replace Starfelt but I do think there's business to be done with Celtic and I can understand why so far people are maybe thinking oh it's been a bit underwhelmed but Celtic have still spent a lot of money and I've still seen some good players as well I offer you Hugh a completely unrelated piece of information and you can do with it what you will that Kieran Tierney was not involved in Arsenal's match day squad at all this afternoon I don't think Kieran will be a Celtic player um, it would it, astound me if he was back at Celtic however anything can happen in this mad world uh, David described Joe Hart as creaking uh, and that's fair enough I think the best days are behind him I think the time to find out about your goalkeeper is not after you have dropped important points and Celtic are at Pataudry tomorrow Celtic have three goalkeepers I don't think any of them are up to it and I would be surprised if something was not done with the Champions League in mind at the same time Okay, let's leave that there because we do have big games and we will go back around the grounds next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 15 minutes to kick off across the Scottish leagues this afternoon Let's go back around the grounds and continue that build-up St Mirren against Dundee is going to be watched by David Friel and David nothing worse than a bit of injury frustration early on in the season how big a blow is the absence of Mark O'Hara yeah it's a huge blow Gordon you know played a year contender last year really and he's a captain driving force from midfield hits the penalties you know he's good for a goal gets players around him playing such a huge influence on this team so you know it's a a massive massive blow for Stephen Robinson still trying to get to the bottom of what the problem is and how long the kind of few rumours that he might be out for a couple of weeks if so that would be a huge blow because everything's going pretty well for him just now you know great win last week and I think it maybe shows the squad that Stephen Robinson's built that not one of the three scorers last week O'Hara Olusanya and Alec Reeve make the starting line up today obviously O'Hara injured but they've got good options he's got a, a real system of playing you know that back three kind of midfield four or five with you know, a, a big man up front, Mikel Mandron, it was obviously it was cut his main last season. But yeah, definitely Mark O'Hara, if he's out for any length of period, will be a huge blow for something. And we'll never be able to prove this, David, but you just get that feeling that football and maybe Scottish football in particular just more than anywhere else manages to cast up these types of storylines like Trevor Carson. It's his debut, going back to the club he's just left. We don't really know what's going on fully there between him and Stephen Robinson. Of course his debut would be at the Smyza Stadium. 
Yeah, it was a, a real miss you know, when you're looking at the game ahead and I was looking at Tony Doherty's comments last week about why he didn't play, obviously John McCracken played and I think he basically said Tyler Carson was a bit rusty and he didn't want to throw him straight in. Then you wonder, surely he's not just going to throw him in at Paisley, but he has, so I don't know, I think the Simon fans will maybe have something to say to him, you know, it, was, it obviously left pretty mysteriously under a bit of a cloud, um, but I think you'll have a pretty motivated goalkeeper and indeed goal today, Trevor Carson, a great keeper, I'm a real, real fan of him. I thought he was one of the top three keepers in the league last year. Dundee obviously splashed about a money to get him, six-figure sum for Dundee, which is not usual. Um, Joe Shaughnessy will be standing in front of me as well, obviously just less than him. So, yeah, add spice. And you're right, Scottish football just does that. It just throws up these storylines. So, will we see a Trevor Carson clean sheet? Will we see a clanger today? Let's wait and see. Let's hear from both managers then, Stephen Robinson, followed by Tony Doherty. Yeah, I've seen a couple of Dundee's matches. I've seen a lot of new players. Um... They, they've got some talented boys retained some boys from their, their promotion last season as well so we're expecting a tough test every every game that you come up against it's a different challenge and there's no easy games you know no easy games at all and listen they'll you know they've, they've recruited heavily and we have to try and make sure they're, they're still a team that's still maybe trying to find exactly what they are and we have to try and expose that and, and take the game to them Difficult game you know we watched we went to uh, the Simon game at the weekend at Easter Road and I thought they were excellent in the first half particularly Got a two-goal lead comfortably. Uh, the game obviously went a different way, and they managed to get the winner. But I was impressed with them. You know, I've been impressed with them pre-season. I think Steve Robinson's done a great job here. You know, getting them in the top six, and you know, they have aspirations to do that again. So similar to the Mullow game, I know how difficult an opponent it is that we're playing. You know, they've got an identity, they've got a playing style, and uh, we'll need to be our best. But we've, we've analysed them, we've looked at ourselves for the weekend, and we know it's going to be difficult. We know we need to be our best to try and get a result there because they're, they're a good side. Looking forward to that one, Ross County against St Johnston. I suppose Dave Galloway a chance early in the season for these sides to start trying to shake off the tags that many people have given them already. Everyone seems to be tipping St Johnston after their League Cup campaign, and of course, well, Ross County survived in the most dramatic fashion at the end of last season. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, Ross County's previous Premiership match here, I had the pleasure of uh, being here and reporting on it. Saw them secure survival, of course, by the absolute skin of their teeth with that thrilling win on penalties over uh, Partick Thistle. Um, they've shaped up quite well so far this season, haven't they? They've got good attacking options. They'll be confident, I would have thought, of making home advantage count. Um, but I've touched upon it already since injury nightmare, 10 players out I mean it's, they don't have a, a huge squad, you know, uh, to start with but, you know, when you have the likes of Callum Booth, uh, Nicky Clark, Ali Crawford um, Chris Kane Dre Wright and Co out then, you know, it's it, it's really going to hit you hard, but despite how things have gone so far, Stephen McLean, he's insistent that they are coming here to win, to get the three points. Now, it'll most likely count for nothing today, but St. Johnson do have a good record here. They've lost on just one of their previous 12 visits uh, to Dingwall. Last meeting here, incidentally, between these teams, it saw a 3-3 draw. Now, that would do me very nicely indeed this afternoon. Absolutely. I mean, into the Championship we go after those two games. Of course, we will go back to Ibrox soon. Dundee United against Dunfermline. Fraser, it feels like Dundee United more than than most teams recently, and and Jim Goodwin in particular as well. Know all too well what a a surprising, disappointing result can do for you in terms of knocking you off your stride, sending you into a downward spiral. He had it at Aberdeen, he had it at Dundee United as well. So with that in mind, such an impressive start 
last week in what could have been a, a banana skin fixture at Arbroath. Vitally important they follow that up. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think they needed that result as well. When you look at what a poor League Cup campaign they had, they lost away to Spartans just in the SPFL, lost at home here to Partick Thistle, so the pressure would be would be building. So that, that was a terrific result, probably not a bad time to go to a broth, you know, this time of the season. The pitch will be good, the weather's not too bad as well. So, uh, but you've got to go and make it happen. It was a terrific first half. I think what Jim Goodwin's done is he's looked at it's what's happened to Dundee United, and you think they spent three or four years in the, the championship as well so the last seven or eight years it's been a really disaster for them apart from one or two decent seasons in the in the premiership but he, he's looked at it and he's signed Ross Doherty Kevin Holt Liam Grimshaw guys that know the championship you know he's managed to get money to get Louis Moulton who if they keep him fit that's the only thing that will, that will stop him scoring 20-25 goals this year and if he, he's fit and he does play then he will fire I think to, to, to the championship but it's, it's a different kettle of fish being the big fish, if you like, in the championship for these players. They spent most of last year fighting hard to grab points to stay up, but now the expectations are at the other end of the park. They have to go and win games. They have to win every single game, and the expectation of home support here today will be that they'll get three points. That's a different pressure for the players, and Jim Goodwin's got to just get that mentality into these players because they've got to get off to a good start this season. Dunfermline, very big team in this league as well. You know, have been a Premier League team in the past. I was at their game against Airdrie last weekend, um, and yeah, I was very impressed with what I saw. You know, they've got some very good, experienced players. They've got players in their ranks that can certainly cause us problems. So we're going to have to be at our best defensively to make sure that we keep that clean sheet. It'll be a, a very good, entertaining game. I hope two teams that want to try and get the ball down and play, and um, you know, our first league game in front of what hopefully will be a very good uh, home support on Saturday. So we want to put on another. Entertaining performance for them Airdrie against Partick Thistle Our other featured championship match And Roger Hanna What what are the aspirations here? Partick Thistle obviously came Well you can't really come much closer Without getting over the line Last season to promotion And I do wonder if Airdrie Given their, their group stage campaign In the cup And looking at maybe what Queen's Park did last season Albeit under different circumstances Maybe fancy that they could be At the right end of the table yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. You, you take out Dundee United, you saw United last week at Arbroath, and they looked probably just a little bit above the rest of the championship. So if we see they are favourites to win the title, I think about every one of the other nine teams will believe they have an opportunity to get up into those promotion playoff places. And remember, Thistle, as you say, they were so close last season, losing in penalties at Dingwall at the start of June in the playoff final. But they only actually finished fourth in the championship with a late run. You know, they were behind United, they were behind Queen's Park. So it just shows you, if you can get into that top four, then there is an opportunity for you to get into the Premiership. And I think both Airdrie and Thistle will believe they can be there. You speak about aspirations. My only personal aspiration is to get rid of the Partick Thistle drummer. I'm about to make Gordon the L's day because the gentleman has come in with his pals and positioned them directly in front of myself in the press box. And he's currently hitting it like animal from the Muppets. It's all about colour and atmosphere, Roger Hanna. You're showing your age moaning about drums at the football. Get with it. Get down with the ultra scene. I'm not sure. This could be the hardest 90 minutes at a Thistle game since Daz played up front for them. Can I just tell you, I Roger? All the, the drum doesn't hit his head. Last weekend, <laughs> I was in with the Clyde Bank Ultras in their game against Ben Burb. In beside the drummer, Gordon Duncan's right, Roger. You've got to get on the programme wow, here. It's, just, it's a strange turn of events when Hugh yeah. is telling Roger <laughs> Hanna how to act. But there we go. That's you up to speed with the team news. We've given you the big build-up to all our featured matches this afternoon and we'll do an extended one. We will go back to Ibrox next. 
the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Minutes away from kickoff across the country and in particular for the next couple of minutes, let's focus on Ibrox. Andrew McLean is there. Andrew, recap the team, set the scene for us. Yeah, just waiting for those teams to come out the tunnel at the moment. It is two changes for Rangers. Michael Beale saying he's just rested. Connor Goldson and Ryan Jack who have dropped out. In come Leon Balligan and a first Rangers start for Jose Sifuentes. So Jack Butland in goal for them today. The back four, James Tavernier, John Suter, Leon Balligan and Borna Barisic, the midfield three, Nicholas Raskin, Jose Sifuentes and Todd Cantwell, Sam Lammers operating in behind Danilo and Cyril Dessers. As for Livingston, it will be a 5-4-1 for them, Shamal George in goal, the back five, Jamie Brandon, Louis De Lucas, Ayo Obelai, Mickey, Mickey Devlin and Christian Montano, the midfield four, Jason Holt, Mo Sangari, Stephen Kelly and Andrew Shinney, it will be Joel Nubley who leads the line for them today and maybe a bit of a delay to kick off because the teams are still in the tunnel but it'll be an interesting game certainly it's fair to say there has been a lot of negativity surrounding Rangers this week maybe a bit too much in the mind of Michael Beale as he looks to completely revamp this squad but you know there is a straightforward solution to everything in football and that's to play well and it's to win it's definitely easier than it sounds it's definitely harder than it sounds sorry but uh, you know, this is a proper Michael Beal team that is out there today. So the expectation probably comes from that as well. Eight of this starting lineup are his signings. He'll be desperate for them to show this Rangers crowd why they've been brought in. You could see glimpses on Wednesday of what Michael Beal wants to do. There was some nice quick build-up play, some one-touch passing, link-up play between the midfield and forward players, but there just wasn't enough of it, really. It was all a bit crowded. I'm not sure they'll find much space today at all against this Livingston side as well. And Livingston, they'll back themselves as well to defend their box really well from Tavernier and Barisic crosses, which you'd expect to be another feature of the game today as well. But, you know, guys in the studio, you were talking earlier on about the makeup of that Rangers midfield. And it'll be interesting to look because it is more positive than you'd normally see. There's not a Lundstrom in there. There's not a Ryan Jack in there either, Nicholas Raskin, he doesn't always operate as the deepest of the midfielders, but he will be doing that today and that will allow freedom for the likes of Jose Sifuentes, who is a real sort of high energy box-to-box midfielder from the footage that I've seen and then plenty of rotation in front of him from the likes of Todd Cantwell, Sam Lammers, Danilo and Cyril Dessers, who will really look to hit the ground running, Cyril Dessers of course got his first Rangers goal Midweek at Ibrooks, Danilo and Sam Lammers will be looking to get off the mark as well. But decision making, creativity, and good movement, those are all really the keys to making it click for Rangers today. So we will see if it all comes together and if the Rangers players can please this Ibrooks crowd that are here today. But the players are now out on the pitch. Don Robertson is the referee just speaking to the two captains at the moment, and the VAR is Stephen McLean. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Planning your holiday? Get essential health advice and medication before you travel. Showtime across the country then. Hugh Keevans kick us off as always with the predictions. Tread carefully, will you? Yeah. Because even by your standards, Rangers 4-0 at Kilmarnock last week was wacky. So come on, let's let's concentrate this week. Not my fault, Michael Beale's fault. <laughs> anyway, Rangers to win. St Mirren to win against Dundee Ross County to win at home against St Johnson So three home wins in the Premiership Dundee United will beat Dunfermline at Tannadice in the Championship And Airdrie and Partick Thistle 
a draw Five featured games for you Mark Wilson okay. Don't make a mess of this Yep Will not Rangers to win St Mirren to win There'll be a draw up in Dingwall Dundee United will beat Dunfermline Even though I tipped Dunfermline to win that league <laughs> And I think Airdrie will beat Partick Thistle uh, I'll go Rangers, full house I'm going St Mirren, Dundee, draw I think Mark O'Hara is a big miss for them Ross County home win Dundee United, Dunfermline, draw Although I tipped Dundee United to win the league <laughs> And Airdrie to beat party Something tells me you two are hedging your bets here But anyway, 01419511025 That's for later on The open line will be here If you want to jot it down And get some inspiration as the afternoon progresses Please do Until then at Clyde SSB on Twitter Tweet us all afternoon Give us your thoughts I'll get you a teaser in a second You can contribute to the football discussion Or any other nonsense that you hear A quick look at the Twitter feed actually Gordon Someone has stitched you up today And I don't know who it is But the artwork, the image that has been used on today's tweet Is from way back mm. in March 2020 Day one I believe of lockdown When you quite worryingly turned up outside my front door on your, you needed anything. on your bike um, dressed horrendously and someone's found that picture and put it on Twitter today and honestly it was not me well I'm, I'm glad that it's amused a lot of people that was a day of concern I turned up to make sure you and your family was okay I was doing my, my bit for the community mm. um, and um, I've got to say I March showed me I'm not on Twitter I don't get involved in that because I get too much uh, criticism that goes to my heart um, but well, okay. here's some criticism for you. <laughs> <laughs> your cycling gear is atrocious. And, uh, look, Those big dirty socks that you've look, got on see, pulled see, over your life are jockeys. Look, I, I, I went in a hurry. I didn't have my cycle shoes. You know, I'm a very keen cyclist. I've got all the professional When was stuff. the last time you were on your bike? Oh, uh, yeah. Not a long that time ago. I'm, I'm, I'm more day. on the golf course. You're not as keen a cyclist as you once I've, were. I've been off it for about a year. Yeah, because obviously my... I, my knee played up I had to oh, wait for sure. the operation My knee uh, Now I'm back Fully fit Get one of those electric bikes No, no I think they're cheating uh, You've got to go mm -hmm. And do the I got Well, I got one Of those yeah. Great Captain. I would say it's a unisex one It's got a basket on the front of it So Listen, we don't judge This is 2023 You're a modern man the butchers Absolutely yeah. With the, uh, the sausages in the basket Leanne on the front There you go <laughs> <laughs> Indicate left, Leanne oh, Michael, Michael Beale's fighting for his future at Ibrox <laughs> And we're discussing Gordon DL's bike <laughs> Anyway, Hugh Let's set this up And give the listening public a bit of time Shall we? Okay the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online the big picture tomorrow of course is Aberdeen Celtic at Pataudry and with that in mind six players have featured for both Celtic and Aberdeen since 2016 who are they? Half a dozen players have featured for Celtic and Aberdeen since 2016. Name them. Good question. Topical. Doable. Challenging. A good number of answers you have up to your game this week, Hugh Keevans. Right. Send them in at Clyde SSB. Here's the deal. We need one tweet with all of the correct answers on it. And you need to do it quicker than everyone else. So get thinking. That's your first half teaser. And let's see what you can come up with. Good question, I must say. 
I'm happy with that. I can see you two beavering we're, away. Yeah, 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 away there, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're off to a good start. Good on you. Early update from Paisley, and it's that Trevor Carson is getting pelters from the <laughs> St Mirren fans. <laughs> Was it? Is it David? Yeah. Was mm-hmm. saying, I wonder if he'll get, you know, boot. Of course he will. It's what football fans revel in when. An ex-player comes back, even if he has served the club well, they often get. Yeah, because I think even stick. I think even players who leave clubs under fairly sort of non-controversial circumstances still end up getting booed yeah. by, by some people. I would imagine so if it's if this you kind were, of bizarre fallout or whatever it is, then he's bound to get bit. If you're the Dundee goalkeeper Trevor Carson, all that stuff would inspire you to get a clean sheet. Yeah. So you're Maybe. you're being counterproductive. Ah, but then, are you? So you think? Trevor Carson will definitely play better because he's getting booed. Mm, I think that so. The ball's well, yeah. flying to the top corner. You somehow just be oh. better because you're being booed. That that arm goes longer because yeah. of the boos. I'm with you. Uh, Lammers with a flick round the corner for Danilo. A first time shot, edge of the box over the bar as Rangers look to signal their intent. Gordon Dale and these fixtures. I feel like we've been here many times on a Saturday afternoon. It really. The, the start to this when you're Rangers and you're at Ibrox and there's that expectation and there's a a bit of a frustration from some people if you can start early get the crowd on your side it doesn't give Livingston something to hang on to it's always the key isn't it Michael Beale's side and Rangers before me the habit of, of not starting games quickly yeah um, the best way is probably that early goal it settles everything down Gordon um, Rangers should be on the front foot today perfect conditions for football uh, the pitch looking absolutely brilliant. Um, no excuses at all. Livingston will make it difficult because we know David Martindale's sides. They're well disciplined. They work very hard for each other. And if you give them a chance, they probably take it uh, and then put you under a little bit of pressure. Nubly up front, he's always a threat for you, so you've got to be careful there. But I expect Rangers to dominate this game this afternoon I, I, and get goals. I think the Rangers fans going along this afternoon hearing the starting 11 I think they'd be excited about that midfield three no Daz was touching mm-hmm. on it before but that kind of new freshness now I get Ryan Jack's a big favourite and he will be in there for the big game but Sifuentes coming in for his first start alongside two success stories in Raskin and Cantwell Rangers fans see that as the kind of beginning of a new era so it's up to those three to really be the driving force behind this performance I know a lot gets labelled at the front three in terms of creativity but more often than not it's that midfield unit in any side that will win the game mm. one afternoon it will click first goal in Scotland in the SPFL Wraith Rovers 1 Morton nil. Jack Hamilton with the goal on six minutes I will try and keep you up to speed with most of the goals as they go in in Scotland uh, particularly the significant ones Although my favourite fixture of the day so far already Is definitely Stirling Albion against Alloa Because if the Stirling Albion Twitter account is to be believed It kicked off at 2.58 oh. So I don't know what Somebody's the, wanting up the road you've got yeah. To, yeah, mm. Why not? Every, everybody ready? Will we just go now? Is it one of those yeah. shows? I, quite like, I that. like that I like that Everybody in I mean I've heard of it on a Sunday morning But not so much on a, a professional match Anyway We've got one of these to tell you about already Nice and early That's the way I like it Goal Flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy What did I say about Scottish football? Trevor Carson Who's the other one? 
Joe Shaughnessy moving oh, yeah. forward. He's put into his own oh. net and it's St Mirren 1. They'll be cheering him. Shaughnessy puts the ball beyond Carson into his own net and St Mirren go one in front. That will be a more popular goal than if Mark O'Hara had emerged from the tunnel with a bandage round his leg and banged one in from 40 yards, Hugh Keevans. You see, they should have booed Shaughnessy and then he would have been better than that. Uh, but... St Mirren that's the goal that takes them to the top of the league if they can sustain that lead I wonder David Friel can tell me more I wonder if this is the newspaper man in him is he giving it the big drama is it definitely an own goal was it on target already it definitely hits Shaughnessy so it's good enough for us and a sense of drama about the full thing uh, Tavernier's ball taken down by Dessers and he kind of goes round the keeper but he's forced wide shot blocked flag was up anyway one, as I said one of these days it will it will it will click into place for Rangers and you know, it could very well be today because let's be honest they're playing very basic opposition if you can't take How care disrespectful of, of you no 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 no. I think you, you simply tell the truth they're Celtic and Rangers Hearts and Aberdeen and a little bit of Hibs and the rest of the league is eminently beatable well St Mirren wasn't, weren't far off them last season those other clubs you mentioned but I'm confining myself to this game at Ibrox. No, you're not. You just rhymed off other teams. Yeah, that, the, the standard of competition <laughs> is not high. I know, but uh, if you're going to mention Hearts, and if you're going to mention Hibs, you need to throw St Mirren in there, surely. Well, uh, early on, yes. We'll see if they can sustain it. I'll but tell you who's looking to get up the road. Craig Ross of Stranra. Nine you, minutes. Oh. Earliest of early baths. Yeah. He's not hanging about. He's got somewhere to be. Mm, Scott I, Agnew won't be happy. Have you have you ever been sent off that early, Mark? No. He's only been I only sent, sent off, off once. once. Thanks, Gordon. Well done. You remember that? Piano's career inside out. Once, once. We've Call chatted you. about it before. It was, and that was an injustice. It was hilarious. Call yourself it's a dreadful. defender. We've seen it before. Hold on, we'll get back to you. Goal flashes with M and D Green Pharmacy. We said Rangers had to start quick, and they have. And it's Sam Lammers who fires in initial play from Todd Cantwell. Very good. And that's exactly what Michael Beale needed. Rangers go one up on Livy with just under 10 minutes gone. I told you, one day it will all click into place and that they are playing limited opposition in Livingston and it could be a very long day for David Martin there. Exactly what they needed. Opening 10 minutes of the game after being sluggish, well, worse than sluggish last week and a lot of questions about midweek's performance. They needed to start quick and if you don't get a goal quickly against teams like Livy, can become a very tense afternoon so exactly what Michael Beale would have wanted exactly what Lammers would have wanted and you can all see it going one way now and the Todd Cantwell story already emerging Gordon left out inexplicably mm. for some people and Rangers suffered against Kilmarnock brought back in and yes the overall 90 minutes wasn't good but the good bit at the start was Todd Cantwell inspired and he's gone and set that one up today. Yeah, he's not a one-man team, but I think he's a very important part of the jigsaw. I've got to say, I've been very impressed with him since he came up from uh, Norwich. Um, I was a bit surprised last week that the opening game he was left out, but he's he's a creator. He gets forward, he gets in behind defences, he makes things happen, he can score goals as well. So he's already got off to a good start this afternoon, setting up Lammers there with a terrific cutback. Um, gets a bit of a break of the ball, but Lammers sticks it in the back of net. Now, we're all thinking this will go on to be three and four. Of course we are, uh, especially when Rangers get the early goal. But it was the same on Wednesday night. They get the early goal, went 2-0 up, and then all of a sudden things went very flat for them. So they've got to keep in the front foot. 
Psychologically Hugh For Sam Lammers He's yeah. another one A new signing Who had some very uh, Very harsh things Said about him On yeah. his phone in During the week So I'm sure that'll give him a nice boost. It was a ludicrous miss against Servette, but that is a very tidy finish against Livingston. And I think a lot of uh, what goes on today will influence Geneva on Thursday night. If Rangers win this match with plenty to spare, uh, they go to play Servette uh, in a really good frame of mind. As Gordon Dale said, if, if it's a repeat of Thursday night and they slow up after taking an early lead, then they'll go to Sabet in a different frame of mind. But uh, the, at the moment, they are simply all over Livingston, 90% possession. It's just a shooty in. Uh, Rangers are one in front, then Queen's Park are one up on our both Barry Hepburn with the goal, who ha- has to be your favourite sort of career. CV at the moment because there can't have been many people in the history of our game who've gone on loan to Queen's Park from Bayern Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich. there we go mm. quite a move they'll get Harry Kane next year <laughs> see watch this space you of course were the guy who told me on well, Thursday Harry Kane was not long. going to Bayern Munich that no, was an exclusive in the office I did not <laughs> you were willing to bet <laughs> anything <laughs> with me on all it all day you long I says Harry will be right over there he's on that Ryanair flight as we speak yeah, I saw it land. It looked like a nice private jet. Air United are one up. Interesting story. Queen's Park. Kelly Thistle. Yeah, you've got uh, Robin Veldman in there as manager. Uh, went to Inverness last week and won comfortably. Uh, off to a flyer today. Is this the first day at their new stadium? City Stadium, yeah. Who fell full to that and beat the pundit this week? It was on at some point. It was not me. Uh, it was Big Marv, I think. Was it? Yeah, sounds about right. Incidentally, I'm, I'm looking out for him today. The Poundland Pep is at Edinburgh City. I'm looking for an improvement, having taken Queen of the South to win the league. He's having a bad week. They've already taken the M off his tracksuit. He's yeah. just hanging on to the B just now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets a defeat the day. His tracksuit could be in oh. that same charity shop as a Leave one. him alone, leave him alone. I, I remember standing on the touchline <laughs> at Breakin thinking, I wonder they're talking about me in the studio. His oh, oh, oh. cove put four past oh. me. I, I think they were saying. I think there were more than us talking about you. <laughs> anyway, you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. What else have we got coming in in Scotland? Nothing doing. Let's go for an early check on that teaser, Hugh. Yeah, six players have featured for both Celtic and Aberdeen since 2016. Who are they? Mark Wilson is flying with this one, but he's not all the way there yet. Okay, let's do some wrong answers. No. Very common wrong ones coming in, including... Charlie Mulgrew Ah well the Dazzler just showed that to me on a piece of paper But it's not Charlie John Paul Barnes threw Charlie Mulgrew in there So I think the time scale is just a little bit off yeah. for him That's the problem um, okay, Some of these guesses look pretty good you know um, I'm, I'm quite oh. impressed I am quite impressed Poundland Pep Our goal down Who is? Yeah, Queen of the oh, South. Oh, so they are FC Edinburgh. Yeah. Innes Murray won Queen of the South the, nil. Can the I have my production down? Wraith Rovers to Morton nil. <laughs> he's turned upside down. <laughs> on a shaky <laughs> The bees just hanging. Yeah. Oh, uh, the guesses on the teaser again. are looking not bad. I have to say, although Derek Hayden again, maybe off in a few. Happy that. He's gone for Dylan McGeoch. No, no. Um, Willow had a go at that as well. And Tony McKechnie wants to throw in. 
Niall McGinn Hugh Keevans No Throw him back out Okay uh, I did tell you Wraith Rovers are two up On Morton Thanks to Lewis Vaughan What a Niall, start that is Niall McGinn Who suddenly became John McGinn's brother On the programme last night That's right Yeah, yeah, yeah The caller said that yeah. That wasn't great Oh what about Kenny Not getting Paul Poor Paul McGinn I know What a way to give the boy a complex He'll be listening What do you not get well. The question was named John McGinn's brothers And neither Kenny Miller nor the caller Got poor Paul's name <laughs> The caller says Niall McGinn Paul and Stephen then Huh? huh? Paul and Stephen Yeah thanks yep. for that yeah. Yeah. Well done So happy I got that <laughs> Top points So Rangers one up on Livingston And St Mirren one up on Dundee That's your offering from the top flight so far we've got featured championship games which are still goalless Dundee United Dunfermline and Airdrie Partick Thistle there are goals in that division those I've just told you the likes of Wraith Rovers and uh, Air United as well so we'll keep you up to speed on everything uh, that is happening Levy had a in a corner tried to get one to the near post and tried to make a nuisance of themselves from a set piece uh, but nothing doing as Davy Martindale falls behind early on it's going to be incredibly difficult. I know I'm stating the obvious for Livy, but especially when you lose a goal after 10 minutes, game plan sort of goes out the window. Rangers are looking pretty fluid at the minute, the way they're moving the ball. One thing you notice is Cantwell is integral to everything. Always yeah. looking to go on the ball. Always sharp at bouncing wee passes around the corner. His involvement in the goal was terrific. Do you think his game plan will change, Matt, after 10 minutes? David Martindale. I know, I know what you're saying about losing a goal. It's no ideal, but... I don't think he'll wrap everything. I think he'll stay no, he's not going to wrap it up. But you know what I mean. The, the the game plan from the off is to keep it at zero for as long as possible. When that goes out the window after eight minutes, then what you're do you thinking, do? Well, go to plan B. Something you maybe wouldn't associate with Livingston going to Ibrox, and maybe that is unfair. Maybe it's a perception that fits in. But Shamal George. Uh, rolling it to centre back right inside the six yard box looking to play out from the back at Ibrox brave mm. stuff but the first pass into the midfield misses its intended recipient and goes straight to Rangers so that is the the challenge the, the of Kent, it, I well, suppose you know, Mark uh, mentioned Cantwell being integral to everything that Rangers do it makes it all the more unfathomable that you start the first game of the season without him and then come up with this explanation about oh I was going to bring him on later when the game had opened up a bit what what does all that mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, as Mark said there, you have game plans for different places. Um, it backfired, of course it did, but I said earlier, as much as Cantwell is a very important player for him, he's not a one-man team. You look at a Rangers team at Kilmarnock, they should still perform better. I'm not saying they should win the game, but they should perform better. They were poor. Early contender for game of the day has to be Starks Park. Wraith Rovers 2, Morton 1 now. Mm. Robbie Muirhead, three goals inside the opening 17 minutes. Is that not the fixture that you scored one of the finest yeah. overhead kicks the beautiful the, game the has game, ever seen? Yeah, and yeah. Was it at Starks? It was at Starks. Brilliant. When you come out the tunnel, left-hand side, never forget it. Fantastic. It's hard to think you overhead uh, I know I've seen that and you showed me before but it's still uh, it's look it, isn't it? it's, it's, I look at him you should see the other 200 plus I've never saw you jump but I can't imagine you jumping I wasn't really good near I've got to say I was very speedy direct uh, lethal in the box right moving on um, this is never good <laughs> well I, t I tell a lie it's never good for the fans of that team to everyone else it's magic Montano and De Lucas both of Livingston obviously are having to be separated they're getting pulled apart because they're arguing with each other such was the shoddy nature 
of uh, Livy's defending. Uh, well, I, think old, I think it's the old mix-up that someone's giving him a bit of stick because he, he should have let it go. Delicus should have let it go and just go behind for a goal kick and he tries to clear it. When he clears it, he actually just sets it up nicely in the middle of the six-yard box if there's a Rangers player alert enough to get a tap in. And I think they're both having a go at each other, but... I, think I, mean, he, I don't know why he's blaming no Montagna there's no defence there <laughs> from him I don't know what he's doing uh, uh, it's not even a case of a shout you should be aware of what's right about like you and Kenny Miller when you get one wrong in the full time teaser yeah but I think it's poor you know the, it encourages the, the opposition team and fans to think oh they're falling apart and they're arguing with each other they're, they're all over the shop and they, they were I mean it was a a piece of defensive stupidity it didn't get to that don't get me wrong I don't want to paint an unfair picture they were mm. they were pulled apart before they got to each other but it does remind you of those classics oh, teammates I, go oh you, you played in I the, was in the best classic the original and best didn't you I was in the best classic ever and I witnessed it from two yards it was better than going along to Wembley Anthony Arena Joshua and today. watching f- you, uh, talk, you were to Craig Levine oh, it's was, his fault it, yeah. was, it was incredible in yeah. fact I was at Ibrox uh, two weeks ago and I met Alan McLaren in the trophy room no many trophies in there now um, <laughs> and we were having a chat about it and he played in the game and he was talking about it it was incredible Craig Levine oh and he was I've the got big hoggy right he hold th- on we'll get back to that Flashes with M and D Green Pharmacy. This will be a popular one. Jose Cifuentes is on his first start for Rangers. It's only taken him a quarter of a game, and he has found the back of the net, fired it in with the right foot from a corner, which he played a part in forcing. Rangers are two up, and Cifuentes is up and running as a Rangers player. Well, I said that you know one day it would all click into place, and this is the day. Twenty minutes in, two goals down. This could be anything that Rangers wanted to be. I like to look at him when he come on the other night. I'm not just saying that because I'm standing here. I like the look of him when he come on the other night. He's got something about him. Uh, he looks composed, calm, and that's a good finish. He gets a wee break of the ball, but you've still got to put it in the back of net, and he certainly buries that. Those ones are great, Mark, when it sits up for you six yards out and you can just hit it as hard as you like and just yeah. get it towards the uh, goal. Yeah, he made his own work there because he's the one that's attacking the ball and it just bounces nicely. When he lands, he just turns and swivels and lashes it into the back of the net. So, you know, good start for him in his Rangers career. Actually, moments ago, unlucky with his drive from the edge of the box, actually forced the corner, just uh, getting tipped round the, co- uh, tipped round the post. Livingston... So, Good start. They are in full couldn't keep pigeons out of a loft mode. Uh, they've already had a, a, a little set to with two of their players, and defensively, they are shocking. It went so, to a check right enough for, for handballs, and Sifuentes sent it to the oh, referee. It has been ruled out. It does oh. not stand. Oh. It was a handball. So mm. there we are. That Sifuentes strike does not count. Referee Don Robertson, he was getting the words in his ear. Clydesdale House was having a look and it has been ruled out remember if it was a Cifuentes handball then that you know any sort of touch off his hand he's the one that scored so any touch off his hand would see it ruled out normally uh, and you have to assume that is what's happened well he was saying to the referee just on his way back to the halfway line that it came off his midriff and that's where it hit you can see actually in the replay yeah it's hit his his hand so if you're Livingston, that's a godsend. Yeah. You, you know, you're desperate for that decision to go for you. 
Um, it may kick them into a bit of action because they know they can't defend the way they're defending. They're going to end up with a serious defeat here this afternoon. But you've got to say that was the correct decision. Well done, referee. Yeah. But there'll be another goal along in a minute because <laughs> Livingston are hopeless. Anyway, Jose Cifuentes didn't last very long. Is that the first goal overturned from VAR in Scotland this season? Oh, good it question. We only had one week. And la- actually, last week there was only one monitor check, I think, and it was at St Mirren, and it was the penalty, wasn't it? The yeah, Greg Kilty. Yeah, uh, and, and, and that was correct as well. That was yeah. a penalty um, kick. I seen so that from the the stand. I, I've been here long enough to know that everything will get turned into a big argument. There needn't be a huge one about that. It's a, it, You have sympathy for, say, Fuentes, because yeah. everyone knows that you but, know, the handball can it, be harsh on players, handball. but it hits his hand and then he scores. So In the same way, I, I couldn't understand the controversy over Servette getting a penalty. It was clear-cut a penalty as you'll ever see. So uh, maybe it's the novelty. But the... Uh, you know. It, so Fuentes, yeah, it would have been a great start to his Rangers career, but he did handle the ball, and I agree with mm. Gordon Dale. Uh, Livingston uh, must be thinking to themselves, thank heavens for that, because this is dire. St Mirren playing very well at home to Dundee, one up thanks to that Joe Shaughnessy own goal, a very popular one, considering he's just left, and it went beyond Trevor Carson, who's also left in dramatic fashion, but the Saints are... Trying to turn the screw It's impressive stuff From Stephen Robinson To go in there Last year And Get the home form So good Last year Was impressive But to back it up With a start That he's having just now And I know we're only Early into the second game But to go away At Easter Road And mm. score three goals And then Get off to a flyer This afternoon Really good Looking Looking well At the minutes And winning A big turnover And People as well. Yeah, big no, players leave. There was people like Curtis Main, who was a big player for him last season. Yeah, uh, he's replaced them. As I say, they were in cruise control at Edinburgh. Uh, I turned the radio on the M8. It was two each, and I'm thinking, what's happened here? And uh, they finally got the late winner. <laughs> you think you'd learn your lesson, <laughs> wouldn't you? Just stay at the end, then go oh, into the lounge afterwards and take in the atmosphere. At the game, and it's, well, 17 and a half. It's went up 500 right, since he told okay. us. Okay, there were 17 and a half thousand. You think of that traffic going up Easter Road? I was out of there just after half time, I thought. Yeah, so where are you tomorrow? I'm, yeah, at, I'm at Motherwell. I'm not taking the car. Taking in a lot of games. I'm in a not, He's I'm up to something. Taking in a lot of games. He lives across the road. He's up to something. I, I'm, I'm not, not taking the car. Not from Easter Road. He doesn't. When no. it was last weekend. Terrible. No, there must something in the pipeline. Yeah, I think. Mm. I think we could see this man with the old tracksuit with the socks pulled over the bottoms soon. Back no, in touch line. He's, he's near you. I will only say that I'll have to put out my best suit tomorrow to go to the game that's all I'm saying uh-huh. big baggy blue one well, <laughs> I've got one what suit. is Gordon Deal up to that, that's a good <sighs> teaser question David Friel says that you're scouting for a Saudi team oh, <laughs> oh can I, you imagine a big great one move one year oh just take me for one year no no no, no you, scouting you, you called them you're the United playing. States of Arab they're not good yeah, to well not a chance end. No good for the tourist board you Honestly, Motherwell you. are still looking For a full time chief executive Says Roger Hanna Yeah Could it be that He's going no, tomorrow I, With his suit on I, I'm golfing too much I could only do that In the winter That's a sort of Winter mm, job for me okay. Not the summer um, But I tell you I'm looking forward to it I think it'll be a good game You can tweet me your thoughts What is Gordon Dale up to Why is he suddenly Going to so many games That's what we need to know We need to get to the bottom of it 
Um, I noticed that um, Ross County have signed a headline writer's dream Hugh Ryan yeah. Leak Terrible name for a defender He has <laughs> had a header saved He's doing his business at the other end at the moment So see how he goes Malky Mackay You know You talk about new players And getting them to gel And hitting the ground running And so on and so forth He's quietly signed a barrelload of players For Ross County over the summer And they did, uh, they did well at Celtic Park Last week Two goals which upset some Celtic fans who don't think they should be losing two goals to the like of Ross County at home. Uh, but I, I, I think I fancy them strongly today to all three points. He did lose some experience though, didn't he? Keith Watson, Alex Iacovite and mm. so on uh, over the summer. Um, Fraser Wishart just quite simply <sighs> says that if you're at any game it just means a complimentary ticket or free hospitality. <laughs> Well, that certainly does come with um, the journey and uh, me going to games. My days of pain and are gone, Gordon. They are gone. I I've, I've, I've earned the right. Are you wearing a suit tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got David, my shirt. David Friel quite rightly saying Livy posted a number of job vacancies the other day. Don't know if you've seen these. Do any of these suit you? Cleaner? <laughs> oh, no, no. Imagine getting into the toilets and all that after. Oh, no, no, no. SLO? What's an SLO? I think it's supporter liaison officer. Are you good with people? Could you talk I'm to the fans? I'm a people person, yeah. The, Not the, a chance. The people out there love you me. You would look down your nose at all the other fans. I, I will never look down my nose to MD. It's a long way down. Sports scientist? No. Did <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. turn up with a lab coat on? No. <laughs> Somebody need a scientist. <laughs> what about Boonson Burner? <laughs> what about mask it? I kind of. Who be the huddle hound? Oh, or I'd be good do you know that. I'd well, love to do that, but the, the, the costumes are too big. I couldn't breathe in. Well, you things. are you are friend of the mascots. You told us. Before. Oh, I like you them play, all. You played golf Hoople. with Hoopy. Yeah. And yeah, what was the other one again? Uh, oh, Panda. Chaos. The Panda. Yeah, Chaos. The Panda. Yeah. <laughs> he beat me and beat the pundit. Have you met up with any of them again, Hoopy, over the summer? Uh, no, no, I've no. not seen Hoopy for a while. Uh, and Chaos, I'm just keeping out the road. Yeah, I'm, I don't really particularly like that boy. Um, especially when he beat me yes, beat the no, he's, he's a great a lad of yours. Yeah he's a friend of mine uh, What have we got here um, Gordon already been booked for St Johnston uh, Then a strong tackle on Danda But no red card You can just imagine Malky Mackay Will be trying to point out That he's at least on his last warning there It's that backhanded compliment to Danda Who's a fine player oh, He's player. He, he yeah. gets clattered by everyone Because he's a fine player Yep It was uh, he was a real standout for Ross County last weekend yeah. at Celtic Party. Set piece delivery is on the money. I'm surprised that, well, it sounds disrespectful to Ross County. That player has ability, maybe hasn't been picked up with, you know, someone slightly higher up the league. Someone in that position with that set piece delivery is worth a wait and go. Remember, we do have featured championship games today as well. Goal flashes with MD Green Pharmacy. Airdrie nil, Partick Thistle one, and Lyon with the goal after a round about half an hour. Milne's shot saved, and Lyon makes no mistake, knocked in the rebound, and the Jags go one in front. Lyon has roared, and the Jags are one in front. Well, let's see if they've learned a lesson from last week. They were two in front last week and, and let it slip. So, if they're going to have any aspirations, uh, Winning this league They have to tidy themselves up at the back Because no problem going forward Yeah they've got a wee habit of that They've got to look to close Games out Especially when they're in control of the game Don't let other teams back in Still still goals there for Roger No doubt um, 
I would have liked to have seen that game this afternoon. I think that'd be a good game to watch. Yeah, in today for the injured McEnroy as well. So not a bad way to announce yourself in that team. Uh, 31 minutes gone and Partick Thistle are in front. The disallowed goal at Ibrox has had the effect of dulling the game down for Rangers. They're not looking the way they did in the first 20 minutes. You know, and Livingston have got a, a, a bit more about them now. Yeah, I guess in these circumstances, Mark, you've been there on both sides. Do you need to cling on to any small momentum shift that you can? And if it's the opposition yeah. getting a goal ruled out, then so be it. If that's all you've got to go on. Of course, because you know moments that are so huge in the game, the game's away for you if it's 2-0, but there's that little glimmer. And it's just seen glimpses there, I love you, with the players that they've got can work it into good areas. But quite often with teams like Living when they come to Ibrox, it's the final third when they get their decision making is that split setting too slow and they allow teams like Rangers and Celtic to get back in greater numbers. That's just what happened there. Rangers looked a bit open but Livy pedestrian and the chance goes a begging. But Michael Beale, I think, you know, as much as that goes for Livy, wee bit deflating when that goal gets you know, chalked off against you He'll be looking for Rangers to add another Certainly uh, at least one before half time To make his half time team talk more comfortable Yeah that would change things wouldn't it Gordon? Yeah I can't disagree I think it's given Livy a new lease of life uh, It's allowed them I know they're one down But it's allowed them to settle into the game They're starting to knock the ball about They're starting to look a little bit more confident Turn Rangers back four I'm, I'm with Mark I think Michael Bale will be looking to say right guys we need another goal here just to really cement this game put this game to bed be comfortable at half time but so far that disallowed goal has really worked in Livy's favour Injury to Kieran Freeman he's been replaced by Archie Mikason for Dundee United still no goals there so United not quite managing to pick up where they left off against our broth last week scoring for fun I'm surprised by that You know They scored four times In the first half Dried up in the second half And they've dried up In the first half here At home And you know You played The clip from Jim Goodwin Prior to kick-off Where he said They really need to have A big performance For the United fans Thousands of them Went to a broth A week ago And they're all at Tired Ice Hoping that that result at a broth the, the start of a promotion home's completely different here you go away a broth great crowd there okay difficult venue but you're at home you're expected to I go think they're away. up against the best of the bunch as well yeah, here today yeah, I point. think that'll be a real challenger yeah. to Dundee United in the championship VAR check for a Dundee penalty everyone's bemused it's one of those ones that maybe wasn't noticed at the time and it has been given a penalty oh. to Dundee so a chance to pull level despite St Mirren being the better side so far Joe Shaughnessy should take it <laughs> Trevor Patterson should take yeah. it um, did you see the was it the Couldn't believe goalkeeper this morning in the Couldn't Women's World Cup took a penalty honestly I, I was actually nervous for both sides it was incredible someone had to lose 20 penalties was it mm-hmm. round about that um, the goalkeeper for Australia Took the penalty so early to win to win the tie yeah. for them and missed. Incredible. So Surely she should know what way the other <laughs> goalkeeper's got. There's go. talk of a Mandron <laughs> pull on Lee Ashcroft. So Mikael Mandron's been booked and Robinson's going to take the penalty to try and pull Dundee level in Paisley. 
Uh, Jan Dan does not survive that tackle. Oh. Uh, he's gone off injured. That is a blow well, for Ross. He survived, but you know what I mean. <laughs> in, in a football <laughs> for that. Sorry, just to keep, <laughs> that would be a robust challenge. I mean, in a football well, context. Gonna listen. Just, <laughs> he's gone off. He's been subbed. That's it. Oh, anyway, uh, up steps Robinson for Dundee. Save oh. by St Mirren's new goalie. Whilst the old goalie watches on at the other end, there you go. That's football for you. See, they can do no wrong, St Mirren. You know, they get an own goal to get them in front. Uh, the penalty is saved. Last week, they get a penalty that was long delayed. I think two minutes took place between the offence and the award. Uh, and the, the last minute goal from Grieve to win the match, to, the, everything is rolling Stephen Robinson's way. And the opposite for Dundee. See, Moments like that I know we're early into the season But Dundee aren't going to score Many goals on the road You wouldn't think so They need to take those opportunities That actually yeah, get a Terrible presented. penalty by all accounts According to yeah. David Friel So that's not ideal Tony Doherty won't want to see it back No Not at all I mean I, I like Tony Doherty But I've seen him lose it a few times In the dressing room Especially that year at Bristol City I was in the Well you get relegated your fault Most yeah. of You put the boy out a job uh, I'd be losing it with you as well. I remember, I can't even remember who was playing a Blackburn or something at home, and it's a set piece. The pressure was on them, right? And uh, I played this game, and dying minutes, one one draws a decent result for us. <laughs> you know, when you've got the seven along the box at the back and a free kick, it's in swinging. I'm the back man. <sighs> In the championship no, There's no small boys In the championship oh. They hung it above me The boy runs in the back You couldn't do it But I jumped Bulleted the head And got beat 2-1 Tony talk <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing That wasn't funny at the time <laughs> I mean Right in the last kick of the ball Straight up the tunnel Straight And he went Absolutely nuts at me And I, I, I'd say to him But look at it back Look at the size of the guy Compared to me I was trying to justify myself Probably position is all wrong Got to be stronger That was the shout Got to be stronger You've got to make that header I'm going to find out What game was this I want to find out Who this man was Who jumped above you I bet he was 5'9 No no They were all They were all Did you say It might have been Black He's changing his tune now Might have been Burnley Might have been Burnley Burnley were good that year the big teams It was one of the big lot Ryan Flynn Burnley Oh they were all giant Remember him Remember him you 5'2 under there with a top hat on under the desk <laughs> out jump mark at the back post I'll never forget it was one of the rants that stick in your head for a long time here's a strange one at Airdrie player manager Reese McCabe stretchered off after oh. lengthy treatment Murray Aitken on too soon for jokes but you do wonder what that what does he do now is he yeah. his manager role does he just sit there in the, injured on the touchline or? yeah you've got to um, he, he, I'm impressed how he's taken that on yeah. I know I said last week about it, that managers who tend to go into that role quickly chuck it, quickly think I need to pick one or the other, and obviously I'm the manager, so goodbye to my playing days. He's sticking at it. Still got he's still a young man, right enough. Still got a lot of life in him. Done me a ball and Thursday night and beat the pundit. Oh, you Ryan, everything. Ryan, I, know, Ryan. I, know. I just I was Reginald. one of those nights. <laughs> Rolf. I just yeah, I got the R right, but I never got the name right. Indeed Interesting to not. hear Andrew McLean at half time. Uh, you know, thirty-eight minutes in now, and since the disallowed goal, Rangers have gone flat. They've gone the way they were second half against Servette. They've gone the way they were the whole game against Kilmarnock. I know it's amazing the, when the goal gets chopped off. See that goal had the stood. You'd probably be sitting here going, Rangers are four up. Just yeah, now. yeah. You know oh, they just steamroll. Goal flashes.
with M&D Green Pharmacy. Ross County 1, St Johnston nil. It was a mistake from McLennan. Turner had the simple task to just find the back of the net and things continue to go wrong for the Perth Saints. Ross County take the lead. There's one thing being out of form and they undoubtedly are out of form but Stephen McLean's have no luck whatsoever a, a mounting injury crisis there fate has it in for Stephen McLean and St Johnston at the moment yep horrible start to the season for him but you know he's a big boy he just has to you know get on with it and he needs better from the players who are fit and are turning out for him each week because at this rate He's the one that's going to be in bother. I know we all have our predictions at the end of the season and we chat about managers getting the sack too soon, but you continually lose off the back of a poor um, via play cup campaign, then you're in trouble. You don't get along in this management game now, do you? No. Especially when you're sitting listening to Super Scoreboard and Wilson's talking about two games in, got them out the door already. Um, if you look at last season, St Mern had a terrible start to their cup campaign, finished top six. To be fair, we've all got them relegated. Exactly, so I was going to so, say you're yeah. tipping St Johnson <laughs> yeah. to top six. No, I'm, I've tipped them to get relegated, but I think Steve McLean will hold on. I, I only speak from experience. I had a yeah, poor via play cup and got beat three games in. I bet so well, aggregate of about 24 goals. Stephen McLean lost four at home to a League One side. And never scored any You never scored a goal I did I scored two against Dundee United 6-2 Thank you What was it? That was and a good lost, Dundee United team as well You lost 6, <laughs> six. You lost 7 to St Johnston When Roger was but, Listen I, I've justified that They went on to With do the cup double They done the cup double that year So You know They were beating everybody I should have been given yeah. more credit For keeping and that you seven. Worry, You wonder why that guy Out jumped you at the back post Your defence Two goals uh, Two games 13 goals yeah, I've no idea how I'm going to go about it, but I want to find out the man who outjumped you. Just, it's been a, a quiet Saturday it afternoon. It was, it was big. I remember him. Right, so let, 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 what season are we talking here? Oh, eh, well, 12, 12, 13, maybe. Oh, what do you mean, maybe? Come on, I need well, specifics. When did I leave Celtic? I left Celtic 2012. I, 2012, 13, Championship, Bristol City. I only played eight games, so it was one. Oh, that should be it. That's what And it was away trying. from home. No, it was at home. It was at home. Oh, so, home so, so, how many home down. games did you play? There can't have been many. I ah, can't have been many. Not many good ones. Not any good ones, actually. <laughs> I, you know what? I did all my good stuff in pre season. What sort of month did you play? Um, look through all the results. Oh, well, I was, I was either. I was between August and December. That should narrow it down. <laughs> You didn't survive after Christmas No, no. <laughs> But I tell you what I was good at Travelling with a squad oh. The manager Once Derek got the sack Sean O'Driscoll came in And uh, oh, We need you for the squad oh, Did they like having you about the place We need you to come to Hull Away That's, That's brilliant See when you're in England You do not want to be a part of the match squad You want to be left at home you don't mm. want to do that travelling, do no, you? No, no. I'm not convinced you've remembered it accurately. Now no. that I look at the results. Mm. No. Uh, well, I'll tell you, four three at home. No. I might have been to I? Burnley. Hi, Chris Aye. McCann out Jumpshire, ninetieth minute. Chris McCann. <laughs> Who's Chris? Ma- what height is Chris McCann? Oh. About six foot seven. Do we think it was that day? No, aye, no, aye, aye, aye. Because I didn't play a minute at home. Burnley. How did you play the way, Chris McCann? The boy he scored ninetieth minute. The boy oh. Gordon, tell me who the winger boy is. A well known winger, um, James Stanislas. Aye, oh, he gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at him as well. He's not even a big guy, and I was thinking, aye, he's 
wee guy. You should have seen how quick he was. Roger Hallis was it Dennis Wise? <laughs> anyway, uh, right, Hugh, let's round this off before we get any further. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Six players are featured for both Celtic and Aberdeen since 2016. They are Ryan Christie, yes. Gary Mackay Stephen, Scott Brown, Liam Scales, Adam Montgomery, and Johnny Hayes. I have to say, loads of you got that right, so congratulations and thank you for taking part. The quickest three, though, were Nicky Breslin in third place, Sean Murray, second fastest. And Sean Ross was the winner Well done to the three of you And everyone else We'll have a Who Am I A bit later in the show How did you two do Wilson and Very Dale? well Full house Very well I, I tell Full you house. what Gordon Gordon DL Got a couple of the more trickier ones well, Montgomery Scott was a good shout Look, I, I, Scott Brown. I, got Scott Brown. I told you that Aloha Sterling kicked off early Because it's half time <laughs> It's the only game anywhere in Scotland or England that has reached the half time mark because for some reason they kicked off two minutes early and no now as well what yeah. a thrill of that as I was going four away from home last week indeed uh, three minutes added on it Dave Galloway's game Ross County St Johnston Kyle Turner uh, summer recruit has Ross County one up Cove nil Falkirk nil at half time as the whistles do now start to go remember Rangers lead one nil at home to Livy did have the ball in the net a second time um, but uh, it was ruled out for a handball And haven't looked the same since uh, mm. It's fairly mediocre stuff uh, You know who have been absolutely anonymous The front two You know, new signings Daniel Dessers You think you're going to see Glimpses of them Especially when you've got Cantwell and Raskin Looking for those forward passes Barely anything from them at all um, So I get why the Rangers fans are are thinking these new recruits spent a wee bit of money on at least one of them anyway. When are they going to start showing anything? You don't normally see Michael Beale kind of animated on the touchline, but he's looking that way. Uh, and, you know, his whole demeanour has changed since the Kilmarnock game last week. Um, and in his deepest subconscious, he's thinking to himself, I wonder if the crowd will give us a bit of stick at half time here. Well, they're one, they're one up and they yeah. should, you know, they've dominated the game. I, I agree that this alloyed goal has basically took a bit of that sharpness, the ball moving about, the confidence. They've let Livingston regroup and Livingston are looking actually okay. Mm. I'm more interested in your Bristol City career. You if, if you've got this game right, yeah, you Bristol were... 3-1 down with 14 minutes to go you then equalised and your team equalised in the 90th minute sorry, you've, oh, you've no, refreshed me. and then, aye, and then aye, aye. chucked yeah, it at the other end so you can understand Tony's <laughs> yeah. disappointment in the dressing room <sighs> you know I knew there was there was a and twist in the tail and did you give away a penalty in the same game did I? Wilson <laughs> brings down McCann. A handball in the area by Mark Wilson allowed Charlie Austin to make it 14 goals in eight games. I single handedly brought Dylan Dock's Bristol career to I, an I, end. I, I bet, I bet they think I it's know, funny. I will. Not at the time, but look how well they've done after that. They this, must have played on you. They must have just Besser's header you. from a tavernier cross goes wide. <laughs> he was sort of ahead of the front post, so couldn't get enough purchase to get it on target. Running a bit late in Paisley, three minutes added at Ibrox, so we're about midway 
through that now we'll give you the half time story very soon again you're talking about a Livingston team who had players remonstrating with each other having to be kept apart who were shambolic and then immediately after the disallowed goal they felt much better about themselves and Rangers went into the shell Oh yes Alan Lappin has sent me Video footage Of <laughs> the game In <laughs> question really? I've skipped forward Bristol have just equalised They're delighted Oh there he is Would you look at that <laughs> What a coward <laughs> oh. I couldn't I get up for that. I was I mistimed it and, I said you live and learn I learned for that Because I didn't play a game I don't think after Where that Where did you go after Bristol? I came back up to Dundee United And got them a Top four finished and took them to the Scottish Cup final like, again. The one you sat on the bench, number three, Wilson. Uh, number three. <laughs> this guy's not even that big. I, I, well, listen, the TV cameras is not doing him justice yeah. because he you was. Put, you put six feet on. He the was TV real cameras. big. No ten pounds. Half time in Dingwall, Dave Galloway. Half time, it's Ross County 1, St Johnston 0. After a pretty quiet opening, Simon Murray passed up two decent chances to put Ross County ahead. A quickly taken free kick found James Brown, who crossed, but Murray flashed his header wide. He was clean through soon after, following Dari Olufunwa's poor clearance, but Dimitar Maitov was off his line nicely to block. St Johnston went close through Dan Phillips. Nice skills on the edge of the D and a flowing move from his drive as well parried by Ross Laidlaw. The hosts, though, were on top and Jan Dande was supplying some pretty good ammunition. However, Leek's uh, header was uh, saved, making his debut, of course, and Josh Sims at the front post headed wide as well. Saints skipper Liam Gordon already on a booking made a robust challenge on Jan Dande, but after a check, the ref said no sending off. County though took a deserved lead in the 40th minute, a big blunder at the back from Sam McClelland and Kyle Turner pounced, he was on a sub for the injured Danda, he had an easy finish. So at the interval, Ross County 1, St Johnston 0. Half time Ibrox, but very quickly let me tell you about this. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Great time to score St Mirren 2-0 up Mikel Mandron with a header St Mirren 2 Dundee 0 It's half time at Ibrox Let's go to Andrew McLean Rangers 1 Livingston 0 The half time score at Ibrox It's a Sam Lammers goal That has the home side ahead Rangers they started positively They looked to get forward at pace Their link up play was good as well Especially in the build up To their opening goal 10 minutes in The ball was played towards Todd Cantwell But he let it run through his legs In turn it went through the legs Of a Livingston player Landed at the feet of Cyril Dessers He then played the ball back Towards Todd Cantwell He skipped into the box Fired a low cross looking to go across the face of goal it was blocked but into the path of Sam Lammers who took it first time and fired in for 1-0 they created more chances after that Suter firing over and Jose Sifuentes having a volley saved by Shamal George it went out for a corner which Sifuentes actually scored from he thought he had his first goal for Rangers in his first start but there was a VAR check and it showed that the ball hit his hand before he fired in so that one was ruled out and it remained 1-0 that did seem to suck the life out of Rangers a bit. They struggled to create anything at all after that. Danilo and Dessers not really being involved much at all. Livingston had a bit more of the ball in the Rangers' half, but Nubly and Kelly struggled to break down their defence. A late Dessers header in the half went wide from James Tavernier's cross, but you think Michael Beale will need to inject some life into his team at the break. The half-time score is Rangers 1, Livingston 0. One way to go at Ibrox. Let's see what the second half has in store. It is half-time in one of our championship games at Airdrie. Roger Hanna. 
Yeah, and it's Airdrie nil. Partick Thistle won a tough first half for the Diamonds. Player boss Rhys McCabe. The home side missed three glorious chances to take the lead. They then fell behind, and McCabe was then stretchered off injured after a lengthy spell of treatment in the pitch. It should have been ahead in seven minutes. Callum Gallagher firing wide from inside the six-yard box when he really had to hit the target. A couple of minutes later, I repeat, Airdrie's high press winning the ball back. Gallagher stepped forward into the box. He had the goal gaping, and he put it wide of the post again. Thistle, they were slow out the traps, but Brian Graham did bring a save out of Josh Ray after 12 minutes, but Airdrie kept going forward as a player assistant manager Callum Fordyce thought he'd scored in 19 minutes a fierce drive off the underside of the barrack, crashed down onto the line bounced out, Airdrie players celebrating but the linesman said it had not crossed the line and that came back to haunt the Diamonds, they fell behind after 31 minutes, good play by Harry Milne down the left hand side, his shot pushed back out by goalkeeper Ray and there was Lyon, the 20 year old midfielder to knock home the rebound, just recalled to the side by Chris Dolan today with Kerr McEnroy out injured, it's a third goal of the season for Lyon after two in the Viaplay Cup group stages, then came the injury to McCabe he did need a lot of treatment in the park before going off in a stretcher to be replaced by young Hibs Loney Murray Aiken the game getting a bit feisty before the break the Jags almost got a second before the break Brian Graham had the ball in the net after good play in the left by Aidan Fitzpatrick but the linesman in the far side saying he was narrowly offside, the Jags have gone into the lead their drummers going into overdrive, it's Airdrie nil, Thistle 1. Half time in Paisley David Friel our team Gordon St Mirren 2 Dundee now St Mirren in Dreamland they're looking to make it 2 wins from 2 but it's been a nightmare for Joe Shockin say our own goal on his return to St Mirren and a nightmare for Dundee striker Zach Robinson who missed a penalty at 1-0 that's clearly going to be a big moment as I said Dundee captain Shockin's only left Paisley at the end of last season but scored their own, own goal against his former club that came after 7 minutes when Conor McMenamin crossed in from the right Joe Shockin glanced ahead of past Trevor Carson the former St Mirren keeper's taken a lot of abuse for home hands but there was nothing he could do about that one St Mirren deserve a 2-0 lead They've been really, really good in this first half. Greg Kelly had a couple of chances. He headed off the bar. Conor McMenamin has been the centre of everything. Really good sign. He looks he's playing off the right, causing so many problems. And they haven't really offered much in the final third at all. They did get a chance to level it in 34 minutes from the penalty spot. Colin Stephen missed. Mikhail Mandron's tugging Lee Ashcroft. He was told to have a look. He awarded a penalty. Zach Robinson took it. He tried to get down the middle. Zach Heming read him and managed to scoop the ball over the bar. Good save, but a terrible penalty. And Dundee were left to do that missing injury time. Keelan Boyd once whipped in a brilliant corner from the right. Mandron got across his marker and glanced in another brilliant header. Half times at Mum 2, Dundee 0. Okay, what about our other championship game at Tannadice? Fraser Wishart. Dundee Wright 0, Dunfermline 0. It's actually been a good game, although it's been goalless, especially early on. Dunfermline not here just to, to sit back and try and play for a draw. They're going for the three points in the early stages. There's a number of chances at both ends. The game swung from end to end from the kickoff. Michael Harden burst past three defenders using that pace we've seen so often over the years he ran past three defenders from the centre circle and he's denied just about to score by a brilliant tackle by Declan Galker other end Cujo put Watt through his shot across the goalkeeper beat Sharp but was inches wide then a Halloran who got down the line his cutback was hammered goalwards by Aaron Comrie the right back and beaten away by Walton and then left back for United Scott McCann got involved with a couple of decent efforts from the edge of the box struggling really well good saves by Harry Sharp pushing the ball away but all those chances in the first 15 minutes and then 20 minutes it was a long break in play. Three players were down with serious head knocks, challenging for a corner for about five minutes. And this slowed the tempo down. Although both goals are still being threatened, but fewer actual attempts at goal. United a spell on top, a couple of scrambles in front of Harry Sharp's goal. Ended up with the big goalkeeper somehow with the ball in his hands. Then at the other end, Josh Edwards, the wing back forward and fell in. Very impressive and dangerous on the over- overlap. A couple of really good low crosses into the six yard box, desperately cleared by Declan Gallagher. As half time wore on, as half time uh, came, sorry. 
and a bit more caution from both sides. Didn't really want to make any mistake that would see the other team ahead. The one chance just before the break came from United sub Archie Meekinson. He tries a lot from 25 yards, struck it really well, but just a foot over the bar as the quality dropped on the ball in the last third from both teams. United fans are a bit frustrated at half time. I think the first goal here will be really interesting and might just decide where the three points are going at the end of the 90 minutes. Half time at Tannadice, Dundee United 0, Dunfermline 0. We'll give you a full roundup of the halftime scores next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've reached the halfway point on a Saturday afternoon. Let's run through some scores for you then, certainly from the three o'clock games in the Premiership. Rangers 1, Livingston 0, Ross County 1, St Johnston 0, and St Mirren 2, Dundee 0. In the Championship, Airdrie 0, Partick Thistle 1, Air United 1, Inverness Caledonian Thistle 0, Dundee United 0, Dunfermline 0, Queen's Park 1 are both 0, Wraith Rovers 2, Greenock Morton 1. In League 1, Alloa 0, Stirling Albion 0, Annan 0, Montrose 3, Cove Rangers 0, Falkirk 0, Edinburgh City 1, Queen of the South 0, and Kelty Hearts 0, Hamilton Ackies 0. In League 2, Clyde 0, Bonnie Rigros 1, Dumbarton 0, The Spartans 0, Forfar 0, Elgin 0, Peterhead 0, Stenhouse Muir 0, and Stranraris 5. Any guesses? 1-0-0. as well. The English Premier League, if you're that way inclined, it finished earlier. Arsenal 2, Nottingham Forest 1, Bournemouth 0, West Ham 0 at the break, Brighton 1, Luton 0, Everton 0, Fulham 0, Sheffield United 0, Crystal Palace nil. Not a lot going on there. We will bring you the second halves next.